74. And we were just rising. The women's, oh my God, they were like ready. The newspapers came out, everything. And I got right in the mix of it. That was Midget. I'm Jeff, and this is Storied San Francisco. In this podcast, Midget picks up where she left off in part one, with her heroic escape to San Francisco in the early 1970s. It was a time for women, and San Francisco was no exception. She started teaching and eventually connected with the folks who opened the women's building in the mission. Midget did workshops on parenting and sexuality there for several decades, eventually turning those workshops into writings on those topics. These days, now retired from teaching, she started a subscription-based service where you can get Midget's writings on topics such as parenting, friendships, relationships, sensuality, sexuality, and aging. Go to midgetsreadingroom.com and subscribe today. Here's Midget. So I wind up um, telling Henry I was going across the street, and I told him, I said, but Henry, you stay here, because I know you like Chinese food, and I'm going to bring you some. He never got the Chinese no, food. He's, he's still waiting. <laughs> no, he's dead. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I came out here, and go ahead. Can we back up really quickly? Yes, you, and it doesn't have to be quickly. Do you know what brought your brother out here? Oh, he was in the Navy. That'll do it. Yeah. Alameda? Uh, where was he? They were Alameda. I think they were I can't Chicago. remember they're... somewhere here. Oh, the, the Navy was yeah. the out here. Oh, yeah, yeah he, he did the Navy. And my other brother came here, I think, for the weather. I don't know. Him and his family were here. Okay. But my that oldest brother, brother. That brother that brought you out here, though, he came for the Navy, but then he No, no, no. The brother that brought me out here, he lived out here. Yeah, he lived out. He had just moved to California. Do you know what it was that attracted him out here from back east? Um, I think he was leaving his wife. (laughs) I think that was a story in itself. Okay, But I think he was leaving his wife. Yeah. Or he brought the wife out here, but they didn't get along. So I think they separated. Mm -hmm. But when I came here, my other brother was here. So, and then my mother also left an apartment here. She came here to visit. She thought she was going to stay because my younger brother was here. So she left. Yeah, she left, left the apartment. So when I came here, me and my two kids moved into that apartment. Where was that apartment? 729 Jones Street. I okay. remember that downtown. It's not like it is now. No, Tenderloin right. or Theater. It was like Borderline Tenderloin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but okay. the area was nice at the time. Yeah. The apartment was nice. Yeah. It was a one uh, bedroom. Really nice. Yeah. But I was nervous staying there because it was a question of was mother going to come back? Oh, okay. So I figured I had to get out of there, (laughs) okay? So I got a job first or second week I arrived here. That was pretty lucky, yeah. Real fast again. Yeah. Um, Was that your first trip to San Francisco, first time to be in San Francisco? Oh, yeah. I wanted to be stationed here. Oh, I wanted to be stationed here so bad. Oh, I was glad it didn't. 
oh my god in the 50s here these women were roaring down drunk and partying and everybody was sleeping with everybody oh i'm glad i and wasn't here the I heard this place was something else. But what I wanted yeah. to hear from you, Midget, is your first impressions of San Francisco. I loved it. What year was it again? I came here in 74. Before, okay. And we were just rising. The women's, oh my God, they were like ready. The newspapers came out, everything. And I got right in the mix of it. So. Yeah, I met my first girlfriend here. Okay. Not my first girlfriend, but here. First yeah, yeah, and um, I met somebody, oh, on my job, the first job that I got, okay? The guy upstairs, he was gay, and he was the secretary. Okay. He was an alcoholic, but cleaning up. Okay. So he belonged in a house called Acceptance House. And they were looking for a black board member. In Walks Midget. In Walks Midget. Yeah. So I met a woman there. She was the only woman there. Very well known. Everybody knew her in Marin County, in San Francisco. She started a lot of organizations, and Midget walked into it. Okay. They were doing the uh, woman's building, everything. The women's building? The woman's over in the mission. Over in the mission. Yeah. Well, can you share her name? Guy, Roma Guy. Okay. Roma Guy. She's a big wig now, but of course she's older like all of us, you know. And the diamond. The dynamics have changed now. Before they didn't have men in there. Now it's everything. And their goal was to have a children's center. They got that. I mean, they got everything that they said they were going to get. And it was really great for me because I was able to do workshops, become well-known. And then I was the, uh, what, uh, something, something in the gay day parade. and. Oh. I mean, I was all that. So were you part of opening the women's building? I wasn't part of it, but I was there with all of that, with the meetings and everything. Yeah. 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 So in 2015, okay. I was the, um, what do you call that? The Grand Marshal. I mean, oh, and then I got the, uh, what was this? I got so many awards now yeah. for being doing so much in San Francisco. Can we go back? I'll try and remember. Okay. <laughs> I'll try and remember. There's a lot, you know, oh, 74 wow. to 2015, there's a lot to. Yeah. yeah. And you know, when I think about it, I got the Pat Bond Award. Mm. I got so many awards, you know, and Jeff, it's hard to believe that I'm 85. I don't believe it, but that's a uh, Yeah, I mean, I don't. And I look at everything that I've done, and it's just been wonderful. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. When did you know, because you've been here since 74, Yeah, right? yeah. When did you get to a point where you were like, yeah, this is this is gonna work here. Oh, I knew it was gonna work when I got here. Right away. Oh, oh, oh. This is me. I mean, I always wanted to come to San Francisco. Why is that? 
What about San Francisco <laughs> made you, drew you in? I'm not sure if it was being a lesbian or hearing about it when I was in the army. I don't know, but I knew, well, I knew I wanted to get stationed here. Mm -hmm. So maybe that was it. Mm -hmm. That was it, but I'm glad I didn't come. Right. I think I'd have been a mess. <laughs> yeah. I think so, yeah. But then coming yeah. after. Coming well, at not the time. Just after the army, but after you. Coming at the time that I came was perfect time. Because now you've had children and you've had more experience. Yeah, and... it was good. It was good. And I just, I just fell into everything, you know. And it was the start when they needed uh, uh, somebody on the board, a black on the board. That was just, it was so powerful. I'm like, wow, midget. This is nice. And I just kept on being on all kinds of boards, you know? Yeah. And, awesome. and if 30 years, for 30 years, we had an organization called NIA okay. for 30 years, a black lesbian organization for 30 years. Wow. I've been on an organization, I would say maybe seven years, mm -hmm. maybe eight. Older lesbians organize for change. Okay. I don't think there's maybe five blacks right. there. But I need that balance. Yeah. I need the balance. The balance because they're my age. Mm -hmm. They're all my age. Peers. Yeah. yeah. And Nia, I needed that because they're African American, but I'm older. When we started, I was 50. Right. The youngest was 30. Okay. And just bringing that energy in, I was appreciated. Right. Then loved, yeah. but I was appreciated. It just folded about two years ago. Okay. So now there is one in L.A., which I was going to go to, but the pandemic hit. So that's not going to happen. There is now something on Facebook, black. Right. So I joined that. Okay. So here I am sitting, wanting to go to L.A., but I know it's not going to be for another two years. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so the one that I'm on now on Facebook, that's exciting. It's a very sophisticated one, like Nia. Okay. People talked about Nia. You know, they said we all were a bunch of snobs, mm -hmm. which they were. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, they were a bunch of snobs. I was going to say people talked, but it sounds like they were honest. Oh, <laughs> my God. You know, because we all were professionals. You yeah. know, doctors, lawyers, teachers, come on now. Come on. You know what I mean? And then one day we'd sit down and say, uh, we need to do outreach in the projects. So who was going there? You weren't going. Right. You know? Yeah. So with OLOC, they're doing, what is it called, virtual, viral, or whatever. Uh, virtual, yeah, Zoom or whatever. Yeah. I don't do that. Yeah. I don't do it. Yeah. So, but I'm not lost because what they're doing, they do send me the information at some point. Maybe I'll do Zoom. Okay. Maybe I'll do Zoom, yeah. yeah. But 
where I'm at right now is talking to a friend of mine, and she's the one who got me to start my business online. Because she said to me one day, she says, Midget, all them workshops you've been doing all those years, why don't you put it online? And that's how I got started. One more request to back up. Yes, backup is good. I want to hear how you got started teaching. You were a teacher. You were in grade school. Teacher. Started in New York. Okay. Started in New York. Okay. What happened was they wanted they wanted a board member in the school that my granddaughter that my daughter was attending. Okay. Uh, I was a stay at home mom. Tony. Henry, although I hated him. Uh, I was a stay-at-home mom, so being a stay-at-home mom, I wasn't bored, right. you know. I mean, I loved all the kids in the neighborhood. We do things I didn't have to go to work. Mm -hmm. So one of my neighbors came to me and said, "Midget, we'd like to have a board. We'd like to have a black person on the board." She was black, okay, rich white kids mm -hmm. from Riverdale, mm -hmm. whatever. So I said, "Cool, okay." So I put my daughter in the school too. And I volunteered. And the director said, you're good. She said, I will pay your way for your work, for your first time returning to school. Okay. So I went to the new school of social research in New York, which is a top school. For teachers. Yeah. It's for everything. Yeah, I, I yeah, mean, yeah. that was a top school. Yeah. So then I think after that, then I think, because uh, I got my little ECE, Early Childhood Certificate, mm -hmm. then I went to Lehman University. Okay. And the teacher was an asshole. Oh. So I dropped it. But then I said, Henry's getting on my nerves and I need to get out of here. I need to get out of here because I had a girlfriend across the street. Jeff was a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, the Chinese food, right? <laughs> Getting that Chinese food. So when you came out to San Francisco, did, were, were you all, did you start off teaching right away? or? Yeah, I got a job the, next, the first week. Where, where, where is Booker that? T. Washington Center. Okay. For four years. Okay. Four years. Teaching what level? Uh, it was three and four-year-olds. Oh, wow, very early. Three and four-year-olds. Yeah, okay. And I went back to school and got my degree. Where did you go for that? I went to City First mm -hmm. and then to State. Of course you went to State. Yeah. No, no, I didn't go to State. I went oh. to City First mm -hmm. and then I went to Antioch University. Antioch, okay. Yeah, okay. so I did that. Okay. And um, worked with the Unified School District mm -hmm. about 30, 40 years. Wow. Did you move on to teach different levels or still always that early? Just, just a little people. Just a little yeah, and then I got to the big people in the after-school program, so that's when I did fifth graders. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then at that point, at 70, I retired. Got it. And then they wanted to sign a petition for me to stay. I said, you're all crazy. <laughs> I want to stay. <laughs> so what wind up happening, I retired at 70 and went back to work the next week as a I substitute. Yeah. Well, you wanted to come back on your own terms, right? I knew it was difficult to find not good, an excellent teacher. Mm -hmm. And that was me. Yeah. 
And I've been doing it it ever since. I obviously have never been in your classroom, but I can see it. Well, I've heard people in the street say, da, 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 yeah, Midget, you were my, you were mine. I'm like, yeah. I mean, some of them, I ask them how old they are. Are they like 40? Yeah, yeah. They're old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now I've been with Kai Ming for two years. That's a different company. It's no longer with the city. Kai Ming. Kai Ming. Yeah, okay. they're housed on Kearney Street. Okay. So I've been with them almost since the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, and um, it's a good experience. So now can we talk about those workshops? So what was the inspiration for those? And did that start before the pandemic? Oh, the workshops started in the 80s. Oh, oh, okay. In the 80s at the Women's Building. Got it, got it. At the Women's Building, yeah. And I'll tell you how they got started. I don't want to call myself cheating unemployment. Okay. But I was unemployed and I can't remember why. I can't remember why. Okay. So I went down and I applied. Oh, that's what it is. I applied for unemployment. That's what it was. Okay. Then I was working and somewhere in the interim, I told the man I'm working. I remember that. And he said, don't worry about it. I didn't cheat. Excuse me. He just said, don't worry about it. And I didn't. And after a while, I said, no more. Next thing I knew, good thing I read Perry Mason. Okay. Because I get this thing in the mail that says a warrant for your... So I go down there, Bryant Street. They put handcuffs on. Jeff, it's a wonder. I didn't have a stroke. They put handcuffs on me, and they said, blink, de blink, and I'm like, then they take me, and I walk down this hall, and then I see people in jail. It was so traumatic. Yeah, I can imagine. It was so traumatic, yeah. So I can't remember all of it, but I know I got out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's best you don't remember all of it. Oh, God, but it was very traumatic. So... What happened was I needed to do so many hours, a hundred or nine hundred and something. So in the meantime, I had been very involved in the women's building. So I said to one of the young women, or she said to me, I don't know how it came about, but I think I'll do a workshop. Mm -hmm. I'll do a workshop on women and children. Women in relationships. You name it, I did it. And that's how they got started. And you've been doing those since the 80s? Wow. How often were you doing that? I was doing something at least maybe three or four times a year. Okay. And you yeah. must have liked it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I always got, well, again, things were different. You know, we had free space that you didn't have to pay for. We had Plexus, which was the first lesbian newspaper. Mm-hmm. Then you, the Bay Times. So there was always a space for me to go yeah. to do the workshops. Yeah, yeah but now... Even before the pandemic, everything kind of shut down. You know, you don't get free stuff anymore where you can go and do workshops. Yeah, so 
I haven't done anything three, four years, five years maybe. Well, now, since I'm not doing all the workshops, I was doing a column for 11 years. It was an inspirational column in the Western Edition newspaper. Okay. That just folded two or three years ago. For me, I want to write. To me, I want to give you information that I've lived. At first, it was going to be called aging because I'm older. I don't want to say I'm wiser, but I'm older, have lots of experience in parenting, in relationships, in sexuality, in the human condition, and friendships. So I was going to put all that together on a website. Okay. So I talked to my grandson, and he said, Grandma, I'll give you a website. And he did. Awesome. So what happened, I had Angelise, my assistant, mm -hmm. who she was in my former classroom, student, former student, yes. right? She had lived around the corner. So she built the website. She suggested, don't call it aging, call it something else. Something catchy. Midget's reading room. Okay. So with that, I got pumped. And this has been less than a year mm -hmm. that I've been doing it. My thought is, what would be the topics? Mm -hmm. The human condition. Mm -hmm. Parenting, of course. Mm -hmm. You have women that are single, and they got to figure out, do they want to raise these children by themselves? Do they want to make their mothers the slaves and take care of these kids? Mm -hmm. Mommy, are you going to be dumb enough to give up your life and take care of these kids? That's under the title of parenting. Aging. What's going on with you? You're getting older. We Would all are. <laughs> Do you think it's the end of your life? Do you think you need to quit your job? Are you afraid of dating? Are the children still at home? And you think that you need that companionship? Right. Your bones are changing. Mm -hmm. I went through a whole lot of bone changes, mm -hmm. but I'm still here. Yeah, you are. I'm still here. I met my relationship when I was 80. Yeah. Come on now, you still can do it, okay? Friendships. What do you do with the ones that you have? Do you nurture them? So what I suggest, send them a card, call them up, show them you care, show them you care. email them, do something. Don't make an assumption that they're going to be there for you. In your relationship, there's two kinds. There's sexuality and there's sensuality. Now, fucking is nice, but when that runs dry, 
Then what happens? Can you just sit down and caress each other and just talk to each other? And just be with each other. Can you do that? So I brought all those human conditions together. So now, I think I named five of them. You did. Okay, so now what I do, every month now, I have to put that out for Midget's Reading Room. Subscription, $25 a month. Oh, And in that subscription, you will get two stories. You will get an erotic story. You will get a straight story, erotic story. And you will get stuff. And when I say stuff, it could be maybe quotes from something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I very much didn't want to interrupt you because I don't like to interrupt in general. It's okay. But one of the things you just said was, I'm still here. I think you were, when you were talking about aging and bones. The oh, thing, the Lord, thing, all, the, all the, I won't even tell you about the ailments, but I'm good with it. The theme, the, the, the thing that I would like to end our recording on <coughs> is mm-hmm. uh, we're in the fourth season of our show, mm-hmm. Story in San Francisco, and every season we have a theme. Our theme Mm. this year is we're still here. So what we thought of is, you know, the pandemic, the racial and social uprising last summer, Mm -hmm. all the changes that that San Franciscans are going through. A lot of people chose to leave. A lot of people were forced to leave. Mm. But there's a lot of us still here and a lot of us that are trying to do good and trying to make this maybe a better place yeah do you want to speak to that and your thoughts and your role in in that i'm gonna guess that you want to be here i want to give what i have and that is all about jeff being here because with my writings with my writings on the human condition And I'm still here at the age of 85. And Jeff, I can't remember how I got here. I can't remember the years. We got it on tape. (laughs) Oh, my God. You know, it's so much. It's a lot of life. And to be able to share these human conditions that I've lived. And if you listen to them, they're not all negative. Right. Because we need to look at, if you get past 50, you need to look at what are you grateful for? When you get up in the morning, what do you really appreciate? Do you walk outside your door and say, I can see the sky. I'm not getting in a wheelchair. I still can walk. Or do you get up in the morning and bitch? Well, I'm in a wheelchair. and blah, blah, blah. So what? You're moving. You can call your wheelchair a Lincoln Capri if you want to. Make do with what you have and enjoy it. And Jeff, that's why I'm here. That was Midget. On the next episode of Storied San Francisco, 
you'll get to know comedian Mike Evans Jr. Episode 23 drops next Tuesday. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Music for the podcast was produced, performed, and curated by Otis McDonald. Original photography is by Michelle Kilfeather. Aaron Lim of Bitch Talk Podcast is our contributing producer. And the show is produced and hosted by me, Jeff Hunt. Now in our fourth season, we have more than 160 episodes available on our website, storiedsf.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you can, please rate and review our show so we can reach even more folks. We love email. Drop us a line at storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Stay strong, stay healthy, keep dreaming, and we'll see you next time on Storied San Francisco. This podcast is a proud member of the BFF.FM podcast network. Learn more at podcast.bff.fm. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever.